Yo, what up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Nosebleeds. That's K N O W S bleeds, because we know we talking about, but we sit up in the nosebleeds because we broke. It's your boy. Yo, what up, y'all? It's Kush, and today I do not have my co-host with me, Brandy, because she is out celebrating her birthday. So. Big shout out to Brandy. Happy birthday. Hoping you're getting blacked out right now, the moment we speak, with some tequila shots. But in her place today, I have a very special guest, Mr. Kyle Fulbright, a.k.a. Cal State Fullerton Dodgeball Tournament Champion. What up, Kyle? How you doing? Yo, I'm doing great, Cushion. Yep, coming off that big dodgeball victory just minutes ago. I'm feeling good. I know. that That was fun to watch. It was crazy. Oh, yeah. All right, so we're not going to be talking about dodgeball today, but we will be talking about a lot of things. Um, Let's start off first with things that are most fresh right now in world sports, and that is the Champions League. Um, Soccer is our first time actually talking about soccer on this podcast, but this is the perfect time to talk about soccer because boy, oh boy, did we have some games that we saw. So let's start off in the first bracket. We got Ajax. Uh, versus Spurs in the semifinals and Ajax took game one on the road giving them the 1-0 goal lead on aggregate but in game two Spurs came back and won 3-2 which gave them the 3-3 on aggregate but Spurs won on away goals crazy did you watch the game Kyle I did not I did not get a chance to watch it but I was following it yeah it was a hell of a game um it literally came down to the final seconds of the game. It was a buzzer beater, and you don't hear buzzer beaters in soccer. So what happened was Ajax was up 2-0, and in the second half, Lucas Mora just went off. He had a second-half hat trick, and they had five minutes of injury time at the end of the second half, and literally 4.58, 4.59, five minutes, Lucas Mora hit the game-winning goal to take the Spurs to the Champions League final, which it will be their first appearance in the club's history. So it was it was absolutely crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. A second half hat trick? Yeah. You don't hear about that. And Lucas Moore is up there in age two, so and there was no Harry Kane that played that game either. So they didn't even have their top goal scorer. So Spurs will advance to the finals and they will take on the winner of Barcelona versus Liverpool. So Barcelona won the first game at home, 3-0, giving them the aggregate score of 3-0. Then, yesterday, they lost. They dropped the ball, lost 4-0 in Anfield. And, oh my God, this is without Mohamed Salah, without Roberto Firmino. Crazy. Did you catch that game? I saw a little bit of it. I know I was following it. Times are weird here. So I didn't get a chance to watch it live, but I was falling on my phone. Yeah, you know, we, we got finals coming up, so it's kind of tough for us to watch it. It kind of sucks. But so Liverpool won 4-3 aggregate score. And the, the final goal that they had was off a corner. And Trent Alexander-Arnold, their uh, fullback, he ended up faking the corner, acting like he was talking to a player or coach, and then came back. And Barcelona's defense was not set up. Easy goal in the 79th minute. And that is all she wrote. So Liverpool has five Champion League titles, most recent coming in 2005. But this will be their second appearance in a row in the Champions League final. Last year, they played Real Madrid, lost to them. So they're looking for a little 
revenge, trying to get that win. And uh, Firmino and Salah will be back by that time. I think it's in sometime in June, the game. Yeah, I think it's June 1st. June 1st? June 1st, yeah. yeah. they should be more than healthy for then. Plenty of time. And uh, Alisson, the goalkeeper, came up big. He had some tremendous saves. Um, so that was, that was just a fun game to watch. And, oh, the crazy part is, is at the end of the first game, the first leg, it was um, it was like the 90th minute extra time. And literally, Usmani Dembele had an easy, wide-open goal after a pass from Messi, and he blew it big time. And, you know, at the moment, Messi, yeah, he was like, damn, dude, you should have made that. But everybody was like, uh, eh, they're up 3-1. There's no way Liverpool comes back. Look at that. If if he would have scored that goal, it would have been 4-4 on aggregate. And we don't know if, if Barcelona would be the winner or Liverpool would be the winner. But shout out to Liverpool and for to the Spurs for coming back. And we'll see them in the Champions League final. So... Let's move pace. NBA playoff time. One of my favorite time of the year. Is this the best second round in history? Mm, that's tough. I would have to go back into my notes to see. Um, there ha- it, It's been one of the most surprising second rounds so far. But unless all, all series go to game sevens, I don't think you can call it the best second round. Which is not possible. We're currently recording this on Wednesday night and the Bucks have officially beat the Celtics. The they won by 25. Giannis 25 points they beat the Celtics. So, yeah, Giannis went off. That's 4-1. Celtics are out. Bucks are in the N- or in the Eastern Conference Finals. They'll be taking on the winner of the Raptors and Sixers. So, let's go ahead and talk about Celtics versus Bucks first. What have you seen throughout this entire series? Well, definitely the Celtics gave them that scare game one. You know, Al Horford guarding Giannis. Everyone thought the Celtics had a chance to win it after that, but then it was just too easy for the Bucks after that, winning the four straight games, winning the series in five. Giannis is just too good. Probably gonna be MVP of the league. You think you think Giannis is? I think so. I think it's gonna could be, be Harden, but I think it's gonna be Harden. I mean, you can't go wrong with either one. That's oh, the crazy definitely. thing. Yeah. I think I want Giannis to win, but I think it's going to be Harden. Um, but yeah, the Bucks just steamrolled over the Celtics. Game one, like you said, I think it was a little bit of the momentum that they were taking from the Indiana series coming into the second round. And, you know, they had that momentum. They got actually I was I was surprised they won by double digits, too. I think it surprised everyone. Game two, they came out. Celtics Bucks were deadlocked at halftime and then Celtics came out in the third and shot a big old brick so and the Bucks just took advantage of that and then ever since then the Bucks just have not looked back since and won the series and it was no different tonight winning in convincing fashion yeah Giannis only had 20 points tonight with 20 points but for him that's put up 39 last game yeah he yeah, twenty points isn't a lot. You'd you'd expect Giannis to have a lot more, but he only took fourteen shots. So he had eight assists, eight rebounds. Meritich stepped up. Uh, you have Chris Middleton who stepped up. Then George Hill. Oh my God! I know LeBron is pissed right now. George Hill and Rodney Hood are going off in the playoffs right now, and he's like, "Where the hell was this shit last year, y'all? In the finals? Come on, help me out." Yeah, LeBron's just sitting back right now, drinking his wine. 
Oh, he's, he's drunk. He's he's getting drunk <laughs> off of wine right now for sure. Oh yeah, posting it on Instagram. How many bottles do you think it takes him to get drunk? Take oh, two. Those are expensive bottles. Though. You know he's drinking the hardcore oh, for stuff. Sure. It might not be two. He used to be on a keto diet. And <laughs> keto, when you when you're on a keto diet, it's like wine is like one of the only alcohols that you can have, and you don't you don't have any carbs. It's a high fat diet so i mean is it a diet or a lifestyle i don't know but yeah so he was drinking a lot of wine back then so he was having the time of his life he still is Did he you is see... he, he's having the time of his life sitting on the bench on yeah. the or not on the bench on the couch at home it's his first summer off you know he was living it up on vacation at the start i guarantee he'd much rather be well first sure. on a basketball court right now for sure um did you see kyrie irving's stat line tonight uh, why don't you tell me what it was? Six of 21 from the field. So Kyrie, before this game five, game four, he was, um, he, he was like, I should have taken 30 shots. I, I should have taken 30 shots. He was like, I don't care. So, and even like 13 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Yes, the game was over, but 13 seconds left in the first quarter. He already started walking off the court and Kyrie wanted to come to the cell or he didn't he wanted to leave the cavaliers to try to be his own player and lead his own team and show the nba world that yo i can do this i don't need lebron and he he did that like for a good time but now you can actually see between the lines you can see that he's not necessarily a leader he can't take this team and i'm not saying it's only him like you have other factors like gordon hayward not stepping up jason tatum jalen brown and all like so but to leave the court 13 seconds left on the game, like, what is this example you're setting for the younger guys on this team? And in the post-game interview, talking about, like, yeah, I don't, I don't care. I'm going to put 30 shots up next time, which is actually really funny because in the first half, he ended it with 16 shots. <laughs> so <laughs> we don't know how that was going to turn out. But, yeah, Kyrie, where are you at? Where's he going to go next year? Six for 21, one for seven from behind the arc, 15 points. That is that's supposed to be a star player. That's supposed to be arguably top three point guard in the league. Like, come on, Kyrie. Um, where do I think he's going next next season? New York. I think New York. Yeah. I think him, KD. Zion. They're going to link up Zion Z- if they get the first pick. Yeah. They could do damage out there. Then oh, you got. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he'd go there. Or he, or he goes to the Lakers. Team back up LeBron. Yeah, but you know how soft, like how weak that'd make him look? Like people would question him like crazy, but eh. But yeah. So Bucks, Celtics wrapped up. They'll take on the winners of the Raptors, Sixers. And right now, that series is 3-2. Raptors have the lead. Um crazy. It's the Kawhi Leonard show. Yeah, it really is the Kawhi Leonard show. We I I had Toronto going to the to the finals, NBA finals that is. And cuz for some reason in my head I thought, "Oh, you know, Kyle Kyle Lowry might show up." <laughs> I don't know why I thought Playoff that. Playoff Kyle Lowry showing up? Yeah. And then but Pascal Siakam. That man better win most improved player of the year. If oh, he doesn't, for sure. I'm going to go ballistic. Uh but yeah, so they have them and <sighs> I don't understand, like, yes, I understand that the Sixers can be good. They're very streaky, but Raptors have arguably one of the best benches in the NBA. 
You have Norman Powell. You have Fred Van Vliet. You have Ibaka or Marc Gasol, depending Marcus. on depending on who they start. Jeremy Lin. So it's like you have a stacked bench, and game one, game two, even game three, they they did not show up, but they finally are. They're giving some production off the bench, and I think it's a relief for Kawhi. Oh yeah, for sure, having those guys around them because. He can't put up 50 points every game for you guys. So if you have those guys, Siakam, Lowry, Gasol doing good, then no one's going to stop him in the East. Yeah. And then on the other side, Ben Simmons. <laughs> Where and, he at? And Embiid. Embiid the last and, 11 and 13 in his last two yeah, games. Yeah, he hasn't been playing, but he's been battling injuries. He's been battling sickness, stuff like that. But, I mean, like, you are the star of the team. This is... The lights are brightest right now. This is where you got to step up. I'm actually pretty surprised that they're even down. They're down 3-2. I thought it would be 3-4-1. I actually had this in 5. I had Raptors taking it in 5. Um. So, yeah, we'll see how that pans out. Games tomorrow, Thursday, that is. And then we have in the Western Conference, we have 3-2. Nuggets are up on the Trailblazers. This is kind of how I expected it, but it's kind of surprising me. What about you? No, oh, yeah, Jokic, guy's an animal. Last three games, 25, 21, 33. And then that four overtime game, the big man played 65 minutes. Out of 68 total and, minutes in the game, he played 65. And then he came back the next game, which was like a day later, put up 38 points and had a second straight triple-double. For that big man playing 65 minutes, yeah. that's almost two games for some people. That really is. Um did you see the memes about him like how he lost like so much weight after that game or whatever <laughs> they like had pictures of like super skinny dudes it was, it was super skinny tall white basketball players and like how that's Jokic after the 65 minutes but yeah I was watching that game and I was just like another overtime another over- I really thought it was I, I didn't think it was gonna end and it wouldn't have ended if Jokic would have made that free throw at the end of the game but I think he was like yo it's over I'm tired let's go home <laughs> Yeah, Paul Millsap in this series, too, is showing up for the Nuggets. Oh, my God, Paul Millsap. The veteran Paul Millsap, 19.6 points per game this series. He's really helping out Jokic. For sure. And this guy's making 30 mil plus, and there's a, he has a team option next year, but that's for $35 million. I still don't think, even the way he's playing right now, I still don't think that the team picks up that $35 million. They may re-sign him to a shorter and a longer deal. Um, or Sorry, to a longer cheaper deal so but yeah he's been balling like this some atlanta hawks paul Millsap. so not even atlanta Hawks, utah jazz paul Millsap. so he he's been stepping up big time because jamal murray's been inconsistent uh Jokic is really their only set guy that you can count on so paul Millsap stepping up and then their bench i thought their bench would have produced better so and then on the other side, you got the Trailblazers, Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard's actually struggling this yeah. series um, compared to the first series against the Thunder. So, it, it yeah. If him and McCollum can get hot, though, they're hard to beat. So, I think they still have a chance to come back. But if Lillard keeps up what he's doing right now, they're, they're going to lose the next game. Yeah, and I think also it has to do with the big man play because – so – a pick and roll duo of Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic is so deadly because you have. I said this on our last last podcast too. Is like Jamal Murray is that guy who 
can't you can't go under screens on you have to go over screens and you Jokic is a big dude so going through him i think he's like what 285 no i could be like 265 270 something like that Jokic is pretty is a big dude so trying to go over that screen is tough and jamal murray is that guy who can shoot the three-pointer at least two feet behind the arc and if you put that into perspective when they were playing against the thunder against westbrook and adams westbrook can't do that and also adams is just a straight downhill guy who can just get layups dunks rebounds stuff like that Jokic is a guy that can shoot the ball can get in the paint can go, go into the post can roll to the hoop and if the help defense comes from the wing kick it out to the corner to the wing so yeah if you leave Jokic open anywhere he's gonna pull up and shoot yeah so that pick and roll duo of murray and Jokic is deadly and i think that's causing a lot of problems especially since they don't have use of nurkage and and his cancer is not very well known for his defense and and his cancer is so he just started fasting for ramadan so he's gonna be he actually a really cool story i saw him is that like he hit up hakeem elijah and i was like yo like give me some tips about when you were when you were playing in the nba finals during ramadan like that's crazy so because ramadan is you don't eat you don't drink water throughout the entire day you can only eat at sundown and that's iftar when uh the sun goes down and you feast so I, I, I can't imagine that. So he goes through that every year in the playoffs. Yeah, when he makes the playoffs. That's true, that's true. He was on the Knicks, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we all know they didn't make the playoffs. And then the other side of the Western Conference, we got the Rockets and Golden State Warriors, which should have been, honestly, the Western Conference Finals. It was pretty much the Western Conference Finals. So I know the win. I think I think the Trailblazers Nuggets series is going to seven games. I think Trailblazers are going to win one at home. Then it's going to go to to Denver, and I actually have the Trailblazers winning in seven games. I have them taking Game Seven. I have a feeling Damian Lewis is just going to go off. But what's going to suck is that they're going to play a seven game series and then have to play the winner of Golden State or Houston, and they're just going to be dead. Yeah, and especially if it's the Nuggets, because Nuggets had. A seven-game series, first round. Seven-game series, second round. And then, ugh, I don't even know what's going to happen <laughs> in the Western Conference Finals. So, right now, the Rockets and Warriors are playing. The The Warriors are currently up in the third quarter with seven minutes left. 62-55. to 55. Harden has been playing out of his mind. Minus that game one, Harden has been proving all the media wrong saying Harden doesn't show up in the playoffs Harden like you know is a no-show he showed up and he's just been hooping he's been carrying this team putting them on his back especially with guys like Chris Paul and Clint Capella no-shows right now Chris Paul is three for ten ten points Clint Capella is one for six two points like Clint Capella was my x-factor coming into this series especially with the Warriors not having DeMarcus Cousins um no like when you go back to Harden scoring 38 39 last game that's something that we're just like used to now like it just fly like no one really talks about that Harden scoring 39 because during the season that he was doing that every game so it's just we're just used to that and that's the crazy thing about the NBA is like you even look at Russell Westbrook dude's average triple a triple double three years in a row now but we're so freaking accustomed to it yeah he's probably not even gonna be in the top three in MVP voting and no way average not, not even top Five. Yeah, and he just averaged something. He, he, not even the 
top person on his team. Like Paul George is a leading MVP getter for Oklahoma City. And this, like, it's just a given. We're taking advantage of it. And just like you said, with Harden, like, he had that, what, 30-game? Scoring 30 points. Yeah, 30 points or more. Like, he was dropping 50. He was dropping 40. He was dropping 50. He was dropping 35. He was, like, like he was just going off. And we're just like, yeah. <laughs> another day another day on the court for uh, James Harden. Yeah, it's, like, something that he should be doing every night. That's what everyone thinks. And that's the crazy thing that, like, because I'm, I'm kind of a part of that. The, that group of people who were just like, yes, I was like, oh my god, he's going off. But at the same time, I'm like, eh, you know, it's James Harden. He's, yeah. he's doing James Harden things. And it's just like, it's absolutely mental that that's how we're thinking. Like, if anybody else was doing that in the league, we'd be like, holy shit. Like, this guy is shit. Like, oh my god, top five guy in the league. Like, so. Yeah, Houston definitely has the momentum right now, but Golden State still has the home court advantage going to Oracle, but I know the Clippers did take two there, but still Oracle, tough place to play, especially in the playoffs. So I think the Warriors are still going to be fine. When you have two guys, two of the best players in the world in Curry and Durant, you're usually going to be all right. Yeah, and I think it was funny because the two games at home, like Chris Paul, Chris Paul is that nitty-gritty guy that you need on your team, like kind of like a Patrick Beverly, a Draymond Green, that gets in your head that like, you know, may do some cheap shit, like he'll flop for sure. But the thing is that he flops in Oracle, he's like, no, sorry, if he flops in Houston, he'll be fine. Like the ref, the rest will give him the charge call because they, they, the rest don't have to deal with the fans. Whereas in Oracle, if he flops and he gets the call and the crowd sees the replay and the refs realize their reaction, they'll start chanting, which is very, very common in this playoffs. Refs, you suck. Ref, you suck. If you start hearing that, the refs are going to be like, all right, dude, this guy just showed me up because clearly he sold the call and I actually called it. He's not getting any calls for the rest of the game. So I think it's the, those little things within a game that makes you win or lose. So that's why I think, I think that's why Golden State's winning right now. So you think that's in the back of the refs' minds when they make calls? For sure. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, refs are human. Mm-hmm. So when you have the crowd chatting at you, refs, you suck, refs, you suck. I'm sure it's not like you could just completely tune that out. And, yes, they are professionals, but it's just like, like, look at Scott Foster. Scott, Scott Foster has literally had the Rockets tell them, we don't want you coach or refing our games anymore. And it's become such a well-known that these refs are kind of getting a little, not uh, emotional is not the word, but they take stuff personal and they hold grudges against these players like Scott Foster with James Harden. So I think it for sure does have an effect, especially in a crowd like Oracle, where the crowd can just like get you out of your zone because that's how loud they are, and that's how crazy Oracle Arena is. That place is insane. During the regular season, too, that place is loud. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, Warrior fans, whether they're bandwagoners or not. Oh, well, they've been here for, what, like, five years? Warrior yeah. fans? Yeah, I know. It's, yeah. I bet you they don't even know who Baron Davis is. Oh, no way. Jason Richardson, Baron Davis, Steven Monte Jackson. Ellis. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, Oracle, like, it's just nuts. And then even Warrior fans in general, like, when I go to Clipper versus Warrior games here in L.A., it's primarily an away game for the Clippers because Warrior fans are so loud and so, like, like dominant when it comes to fan base. 
I think if my team was that good, I would probably be like that too. For sure, because you had the bragging rights. Like, oh, dude, we're we're about to get our third ship. Like, we're we've gone seventy three and nine. Yeah, we have two championships. Yeah, we have a two time MVP. Yeah, we have Kevin Durant, arguably the best player in the league. Not saying he is. I'm saying arguably. Here we go. So, yeah. So that's basically the wrap of the playoffs. With all that said, who is your MVP in the playoffs so far? I definitely think there's a couple guys. Uh, I think we got to start with Kawhi Leonard. Um, no emotion, Kawhi. Did you see the other night when he had that like fist pump running down the court and everyone's like, "Why are you celebrating so much, Kawhi?" Yeah, this guy. This guy dunked on Embiid and just literally showed no emotion. I'm just like, that's just how he is. I don't know how he does that. I'd be hype. I'd probably get a technical because I'd be so hype. That's also even if I like made a wide open dunk, I'd oh. do that because I can't dunk in real life. So if I made a wide open like little little two handed, even if I just grab rim, I'd be like, let's go. Oh yeah, I could barely like touch the net. So anything over that, I would be going crazy. Right. Um. So Kawhi. Kawhi, um, Kevin Durant, the guy's unbelievable. You saw him firsthand at that Clippers game. He's just posting people up, shooting over him, um, draining threes. It's just incredible to watch him play. Yeah. Kevin Durant, oh, my God. This man, and I've been saying this for God knows how long, maybe for the past, like, four years, five years. I've been saying that this man is going to go down in NBA history as the greatest scorer ever. Oh, for sure. He can get a bucket any single way 30 plus feet he could pull up with you right in his face the guy is seven foot tall pulling up for three pointers pulling up from mid-range and he has that hezzy crossover that will just always get you drive to the rim can dunk on you can lay it up can hit you in the post with that fade away this man can literally score any single way possible and he's seven feet tall so it's like you put a big man on him he's gonna zoom past him he's gonna be too fast you put a small guy like him if his name isn't Patrick Beverly, even he even get buckets to Patrick Beverly game six. So if you're not even if you're a little guy, you you can't contest him. You can only hope to contain him, but you can't stop him. That's who Kevin Durant is. Kevin Durant only beats himself. When if you contain Kevin Durant, then he just dishes it out to Stephen Curry, Kalei Thompson. And that's also another thing that I have like that I've been thinking is like Kevin Durant is so dominant in these playoffs. But it's also because if you think about it, he can get he can play play defender one on one. He doesn't really necessarily have to worry about the help defense because the help defense is too worried about sticking onto Stephen Curry or sticking onto Clay Thompson. So, I mean, back in OKC before Russell Westbrook, you know, actually developed his three point shot, made it made him a threat from deep. He um. He didn't really have to worry about that. Who do you have? Roberson. He had Cephalosha. He had uh, Westbrook. He had Ennis Cantor. He had Steven Adams. So it's like those guys can easily cheat off their guys and kind of help defense, play defense. But if any of those guys do that, just dishes it out to Curry, dishes it out to uh, Clay Thompson. And that's that's how the Warriors beat you. Well, Durant knows that too. So that's going to be a big decision in his free agent decision, what he does, knowing that he can't, he could be the only star on a team, but it's going to make it not as good as he is now so where do you think durant's going this after this season i think given in both situations they do win a championship they don't win a championship so let's go first situation they do unless they're the same for you i think it's i think he's leaving no matter what i don't think he's gonna stay i don't i don't think he's gonna be there after this season i think he's gonna go to the knicks Mm -hmm. 
the big market. I don't know how he's going to do there. Um, but I feel like he wants to go into that New York big market, elevate his brand, just like LeBron did going to L.A. Yeah. I have him going to the Knicks, too. I think if the Knicks can, they're going to get a top three, top five pick. So, which means they're getting Zion, they're getting John Morant, they're getting R.J. Barrett, they're getting Cam Reddish, they're getting, like, a Bull Bull, they're getting, like, a Jericho. One of those guys, basically. A young prospect who has a very high ceiling. They're going to get one of those guys. With that being said, they're going to be on rookie contracts, which means cap space, which means Durant's going to get a max contract. And he's going to the Eastern Conference, a much easier conference than the Western Conference. And I think this whole thing of him coming to the Warriors is kind of a narrative of he's a snake. He can't win. He can't lead his own team. Oh, he joined a team that beat him when they were up 3-1. And he went and joined the other team that beat him. So, And he has a back-to-back MVP player, like the first MVP to ever win it unanimously. And you have Klay Thompson, one of the best shooters in NBA history. You have Draymond Green, one of the best all-around players in the league. He's that scrappy guy who can play defense, who's actually a great playmaker for his size, and just does everything. And then you're Kevin Durant. So I think he will never be a part of the greatest player ever unless he can go and show that he can carry his own team to a championship yeah if he goes to the Knicks, if he wins this season wins another finals mvp goes to the knicks or anywhere in that sense and wins another championship then i think you could put him in that conversation yeah and there's honestly this is one of the better free agent classes you got Kyrie, you got Kyrie, you got jimmy butler you got durant you got Kawhi, you got clay thompson so kemba walker like, you got a lot, a lot of people. And Anthony Davis trade talks. Yeah. Those oh. are going to be heating up again soon. For sure. Once the, once the draft lottery, like, is done, you'll be hearing Anthony Davis's name again. Oh, and DeMarcus Cousins. Oh, <laughs> I yeah. forgot about DeMarcus Cousins. He might be coming back this playoff, they said. That's what Steve Kerr said. Yeah. It's very up in the air. Yeah. Well, uh, they got to they gotta get past this first round. For, or, sorry, second round first against yeah. the Rockets. Let's, uh... Get a score update. We got 66-59. Warriors up seven-point game with 330 left in the third. Um, we'll keep you updated. We'll give a, one last update before the show ends. Um, I think the Warriors are going to be fine. You think they're going to pull this one out? Yeah. I think they'll be fine. They'll win this game. They might have to come back to Oracle, but Game 7 in Oracle, that place is going to be going insane. It, can Harden show up to a Game 7 in Oracle? Can Steph Curry show up to a game at all? That's what I want to know. You got to ask Draymond's mom about that one. (sighs) That was bad. (laughs) That was funny. See Uh, what she thinks about that. Yeah. Um, Curry is 4 for 14 right now. (laughs) 1 from 8 behind the arc. Klay Thompson and Kevin Durant are really the only ones holding it down. Well, Iguodala's been there too. When they need a clutch shot every postseason, he's always there for them. Honestly, Iguodala is a guy that you want shooting the three-pointer. Like, out of all the guys on the court, you can live with that. But he has been making the Rockets pay. He's been coming up clutch in, in, um, what was it, game three when it went into overtime. In in the fourth quarter and in overtime, he's making clutch three-pointers. So, Iguodala is getting his money he's worth. And also, he's been playing, his defense has been stellar. He's been playing like finals MVP, Iguodala on defense. Um, 
shut down Lou Williams in round one multiple times. He's been put on Chris Paul. He's been put on uh, James Harden. So he, he's been put on Eric Gordon. So he's doing, doing a good job. Oh, Eric Gordon's not even showing up either. Right now he's one for nine. One for seven beyond the arc. Yeah, you it's need It's literally that. just James Harden. That's all it yeah. is. And yeah, that's PJ what it Tucker. was all season. James Harden brought him back. What were they, like 10 in 10th place or something like that? Yeah. And then James Harden went on that streak. Yeah, he went on that streak. And this is half the season, or a quarter of the season without Chris Paul. Half the season, a quarter of the season without Clint Capella. Which is why, another reason, he's MVP in my eyes. Um, Wait, they almost won it last, won, beat the Warriors last year without Chris Paul. Yeah. They took them game seven without... And then they missed 27 three-pointers. Yeah, Steve Kerr let us know about that one the other day. Yeah. That was, oh, my God. Don't even start me with that. <laughs> oh, Rockets coming back. 66-65. Two <laughs> minutes left in the third. I honestly think Rockets are going to come back, come and take this game. I, I still stick by my prediction, which is Rockets in six. It didn't go as I planned. I had Warriors winning game one. I had Rockets winning three games in a row. I had Warriors winning game five. And I had Rockets winning game six in Houston. Didn't go that way. But I still have Rockets in six. I just think until someone can find Steph Curry's shot, there's there's no way. I, I have a feeling they're not going to win. Kevin One, Durant can only do so much. Once Curry gets hot, though, they're they're not going to be beat. And if it isn't this series and it is the next one, then yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. Ugh, there's never anything on the radio. I know, they always play the same five songs. Wait, is it six o'clock yet? Oh yeah, it's Throwback Thursday. Turn it on. Tune in to Throwback Thursdays at 6 p.m. to hear top hits and my favorite songs from the 2000s, right here on Titan Radio. All right, now moving on to baseball, Major League Baseball. And we got some big news for the Angels. Mr. Otani-san, Shohei Otani is back. And I don't know anyone more excited than me because I love that guy. Honestly, I'm so happy he's back. I missed him. No, yeah, it's great to have his bat back in the low. Was he hitting third, fourth yesterday? He was hitting third yesterday in his third, first game back. First, that just shows how much he means to that team. But I think they really do need him on the mound, which they aren't going to get this season. But just having his bat in the lineup adds that presence. He did, he went 0 for 4 his first game. He did have the RBI, though. Yeah, but just exactly, having him back exactly. in the lineup makes their lineup so much deeper. Yeah, because it's another weapon you have to add. And I think this like lightens the load for guys like Mike Trout, Albert Pujols, um and then Justin Upton when he finally when he comes back whenever that is. Yeah, and Otani the biggest thing he does is surprise uh he provides support to Trout hitting behind him because if you have no one hitting behind Trout, they're not going to pitch to him. Why pitch to the greatest player in the world when right. you have no one hitting behind him? Right. Like Trout Trout's on-base percentage before he got injured was like almost 500 right now. I think it's like, what, 430 or... Yeah, lately he hasn't been doing, but he's still hitting like 290 this season, which for any other player, we're like, oh, that's great. But then Trout, you're just like, eh, whatever. Yeah, that's a down time for Trout. Oh, yeah. 290, which is insane. Um, But yeah, even though his average isn't that great, his on-base percentage is what the crazy part is because this guy draws so many walks. And... 
like you said, he gets on base, but there's nobody to bring him in. Um, I mean, Albert Pujols, who's on the older end, he's still waiting for RBI 2000. <laughs> um, Pujols is just... Has, they have that home run board out there for him. Um, they had it last year. They, yeah. Now they have the RBI yeah. one. He's he's still Albert Pools in the lineup. Like he can take you deep at any point, but it's just not as consistent yeah, and, as he was. No. Ever since he joined the Angels, what? How long did it take him to hit his first home run with the Angels? Over a month. Don't yeah. even get me started on that. <laughs> Over a month. Um. Yeah, Andrelton Simmons been heating up from lately. He started hitting like two twenty, two thirty. Now he's up to like two eighty, and then Brian Goodwin. So they have the guys there. They just need more pitching. Brian Goodwin, he has been a steal for the Angels. Oh, yeah. Um, the Angels just thought that, oh, well, he's just a plug-in for Justin Upton. Honestly, this guy's been he's been hitting really, really well. So who knows? He takes Cole Calhoun's spot in I right mean. field. And when Justin Upton comes back. So this guy, Brian Goodwin, killing it. No, the Angels' bats are definitely good, but then you got two stars. Harvey's has a six nine five ERA. Cahill, Here we go again, talking about the Angels and their opening day it. starter. Opening day starter. What's his ERA? Six nine four. Jesus Christ, man! But they got guy like Skaggs. He's good, and then they got what Robles with his walk up walk out song. With the Undertaker. The Undertaker taking him like an hour to get to the mound. You know, he closes <laughs> it down for him sometimes, but they just need more arms, and they'll be a solid team. I. I did my predictions at the beginning of the year, and I picked them to win the wild card. I usually do. I had him. When you have Mike Trout on your team, you'd think they could build a team around him. But Honestly, if Mike Trout didn't get injured, he didn't have that little little injury in the beginning of the season, I think I honestly think that messed up his flow because dude was killing it in the beginning of the season, MVP numbers. Um, and I think that little injury had him out like, what, a week? Something like that, and he'll, I, I he'll think be. that really, yeah, I know, I know he'll be back yeah. to his normal things, but I think that just kind of disrupted the flow. Like the Angels were actually playing decently, decent, <laughs> decently decent. Interesting word, Kush. Um, they were playing decent, and then now they've just been slumping, big old slump. They lost to the Tigers today. I think last time I checked, it was eleven two. Yeah, you can't be doing that. You can't be losing to the Tigers if you're trying to make the playoffs. Right. So. Angels, get your shit together. Trying to go to a playoff game. Haven't been to one in a minute. <laughs> what was it like when they lost to the Royals, right? When they were the, the They had one? the best record yep. in the MLB and got swept by the Royals. But the Royals did. Went, yeah. Yeah, they went out to the World Series. So. Does that make it all right, though? No, but <laughs> that makes me feel a little better. Oh, yeah. That just, we weren't the only teams I got ran through like that. <laughs> it sucks not seeing Trout in the playoffs. Like it's It like, does, because the thing is, is. He when he was in the playoffs, garbage numbers. So people, a lot of people are like, yeah, you know, he's he's arguably the best player to ever play the game. But what has he done in the playoffs? Well, that's like another pitcher down on the five freeway that everyone says in the playoffs. Yeah. Um. So hopefully, Angels bullpen and starting rotation can get their shit together. Maybe win some ball games for the Angels. Hopefully. Otani, can you know get back to his rookie form or even better than his rookie form? Because dude was raking at the plate. Didn't have too many. What he had ninety game appearances, batting or something like that, and twenty home runs. So twenty one home runs. Wait, and if you see Otani's numbers start to go up, you're gonna see Trout's numbers go up too, because he's gonna be getting more pitches to hit. Because they're gonna be like, oh, Otani's behind him. We need to pitch to this guy, or else we have Otani coming up who's been raking lately. Yeah. So we'll see how that pans out. 
quick score update for Rockets Warriors 72 tied at the end of the third. So going into the fourth quarter, 72 72. Uh, James Harden has 26. Five. He's been actually playing really well. Eight for 13, seven assists. Um, the beard. Fear the beard. They've been like zooming in on his eyes after the game, too. The camera people. Yeah, that's just crazy. <laughs> like, I didn't, on initial, like, watch i didn't think he got hit that bad and then he came out of the locker room and it was just like oh my god yeah it's it's still bad like now and mm-hmm. that what was that like a week ago mm-hmm. yeah that's crazy all right let's move on to the other la team in the baseball that is the dodgers and justin turner cal state fullerton alumni Woo! his bat is finally waking up last night tuesday night he had three dingers and what, six RBIs? I think so. Yeah. I think so. Dude was raking. And before that, he had one home run Which was the like, entire season. It was like April 30th, too. Yeah. So it was like, it, this post-April Justin Turner, he does this every year, and everyone's like, oh, Justin Turner, he's on the decline. He's getting up there in age. And then he just comes and hits three home runs in a game. And everyone's like, oh, Justin Turner's back. <laughs> um, And then you obviously have Cody Bellinger, who's just killing it, hitting over 400. Still. Yeah, like over a month into the season. But I, lately, he has been slumping. And last show, I heard you had a little jinx on him about how he doesn't strike out. You know, his eight strikeouts in his last five games. Oops. Eight Oops. strikeouts, but eight strikeouts for anyone else. You're like, oh, whatever. But for Belt, you're, what were you saying? He puts the ball in play every time. It was really, like, <laughs> you know, one of the reasons why I said that is because me and Kyle, we have class together. And we had a little bet. And Cody Bellinger was up to bat. I was like, bet Cody Bellinger strikes out. He was like, all right, bet. And Cody Bellinger hits like a, a not a bomb, but he hit. He got out. Yeah, he, he but he, it was hard yeah, yeah. to left field, like almost on the warning track. So I was like, damn, like this will, like he doesn't strike out. And we kept going the entire game, like bet if he strikes out, bet if he strikes out. I lost money. Um, well, actually, I haven't lost it yet. So oh, Kyle, some money. <laughs> so shh. Uh, but yeah, so I guess I did jinx it. Yeah, but Oops. he'll be fine. He has one of the best swings that I've seen. All lefties pretty much do, so he'll be fine unless they start throwing those sliders like the Astros did in the dirt, and he might break that strikeout record in the World Series again. But Yeah, well, he's, what, second right now in home runs? Behind Yelich. Behind Mr. Christian Yelich. Yeah, but Bellinger's been slipping lately, but he's still hitting like 403. It's like I guess you can't really call put a kind of slump when he's hitting over four hundred, which is. I something. mean, he was at four twenty. Yeah. Something. Okay, but what's the next guy behind him? It's like a three fifty no, or something like yeah. that. Yeah. No, yeah, he he's been playing well all season for the Dodgers, and then also in last night's game, Ryu. Oh. He pitched a gem. Complete game shutout. Complete game shutout. He's he's now has like a two point ERA on the season. Yeah. Ace so, of the staff. And then, uh, Kershaw's finally getting back into form. So Dodgers are about to come storming in the MLB again, yeah, as they're all, usual. They're getting healthy. Pollock's out, but that puts Verdugo in there now. They're getting the young guys in, and Chris Taylor's finally starting to hit. And Jock Joe, Peterson, Jock, yeah, he Jock plays off Peterson. Righties. I I think he hit a home run tonight too. That he Jock Peterson is probably one of the most underrated guys in baseball right now. He has not been talked about enough. Oh, they never talked about Jock. Peterson. Yeah, and I don't understand why, because this dude. But, when you're on a team with Bellinger and Kershaw and all these guys, then a guy like Jock Peterson is obviously going to go unnoticed. For sure. But that, that's the crazy thing is the fact that in the outfield, 
AJ Pollock has talked about more than Jock Peterson, even though Jock Peterson is the second best hitter in that outfield. Would you agree? Oh, for uh, second best hitter in the outfield after Bellinger. Home runs, like he does hit those home runs, but for average, like he he's not in there every day though. Like if he could hit off lefties, then definitely. But he's just he can just hit off righties. So against lefties, he goes to the bench. Yeah, but I don't know. He's good. He's good. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I still think Jock Peterson in my eyes. So, like we were talking about, the home run leader right now, Mr. Christian Yelich. 16 home runs already. But did you see how many his home road home run splits? He has 15 of those at home. One home run on the road. Oh, wow. So, our... our I don't know, something fishy going on in Milwaukee or what? Like what? I don't know, juice falls <laughs> when Yelich comes up, you know, they just toss him out? Okay. <laughs> I don't know, I'm just saying, like, that's a little weird to me. That's a Dodger hater. That's a Do- Dodger fan right there for you, he's hating. I don't know, I just find that a little weird, you know. But he's unbelievable, he's in like 340 this season with the 16 home runs. He just He just hits. Yeah, and the crazy thing is, what, it's been 30-something games? Yeah. Right into the season. He didn't have 16 home runs until the 90th game of the season last year, 94th or something like that. So that's absolutely insane. And the third of the games played, he already has the same amount of home runs. Like, dude is and, raking. Whether it's at home or on the road, <laughs> I could care attention less. The dude is raking at the plate. Yeah, and they still got him for like another three years, and they basically stole him from Derek Jeter. Right. Which is ins- they All the players the Marlins gave up, they got stolen from them, but that's another, that's another topic. <laughs> oh, my God. We don't want to go there. Marlins, one of the worst franchises in sports yeah. history. If you see like their lineup, they could have they could have Yelich, Stanton, Ozuna, Real Muto, D. Gordon. They would have had the best lineup in the MLB. Seriously, it's just like nobody wants to play there. No, they're just like all right. Well, they had that little thing out in left field that they just got rid of, and they had a weird stadium that like two thousand people show up to every game. <laughs> it's funny watching those games. I feel like it's a minor league game I'm yeah. watching because there's nobody in the crowd. Like I feel like it would be a cool place to go, but no one goes. Like I guess there's too many other things to do in Miami, right? Then go to go see the Mar. You're gonna go see Triple A guys. Like Marlins man doesn't even go to the games anymore. <laughs> and you can't you can't make the Dolphins an excuse anymore either because the Dolphins just hit the rebuild button. Yeah, and you got the Heat. You got D Wade retired. I don't know. I guess no more sports in Miami. No more the U. Dang, that sucks. Yeah, the U. The U? Damn, that sucks. No sports. Ev- oh, my God, that sucks. That really does suck. And in some big news in baseball, Addison Russell has just been recalled to the Cubs. For those of you that didn't know, he was serving some, I guess, major league suspension for physically and emotionally abusing his ex-wife now uh, of two years, and she said she was mistreated. So there was a big old investigation going on with that. Um, we don't support that shit. So no, I I think having that distraction on the team, like why even do it? Like the the Cubs are like the hottest team in baseball right now. Why put that in your clubhouse right now? Why put them on your team? I don't see a point in doing that. Um, yeah, he wasn't even playing good in the minors either when he was like quote unquote suspended. Yeah, he had that rehab stint. He played twelve games and hit two twenty two in Triple A. Like he's never been a great hitter. I get that. But two twenty two, you got the in the team, minors, yeah. not even in the in the minors. They've won like seventeen of the last twenty. You know, Chris Bryant's rolling. Javi's just Javi, Javi doing stuff every night. That's yeah. cool. But so why put this guy on your team? Could ruin the clubhouse. Like if they start losing now, everything's gonna point to him. 
Um, I I don't know why they put him back. Yeah, that's big old question mark for the Cubs. Um, and then last but not least with baseball, we have Mike Fires throwing his second no no against the Reds last night Tuesday night, and the first one, who was it against? Kyle? We don't have to talk about that. Who was it against? We don't have Kyle? to talk about that. <laughs> it was against the Dodgers. But yeah, Mike Fires okay. for the Oakland Athletics through his second no no of his career. And it was the 3,000th, right? No, 300th. Yeah. 300th. Yeah, 3,000. <laughs> I don't know. I said three. no, 300. Which is crazy because like, that seems like pretty common. Like 300 is like a big number. Yeah. So it's like, for a no hitter. Yeah, because there's like three. There's, to it's five a, it was the a first year. one this season. Yeah. Which last year the A's had the first one also with Sean Manaya throwing one. Yeah, that's right. And that did you see the game yesterday? Like it started like two hours late, so the game didn't end till like eleven or twelve here because the lights were out at the Coliseum. Oh wow! Have you ever been to that place? I have not. Yeah, I they heard have... it's very rundown. <laughs> yeah, they got... it's very very rundown. Yeah, they need a new place. That's why the Raiders are leaving because they want to give them a new stadium. That thing's just like a concrete brick that you got. People playing the banjos and playing drums there. <laughs> it's a cool atmosphere, but it's just a weird stadium. And like the lights going out does not surprise me at all. Like that's such an Oakland A's thing to do. And then he goes and throws such an a no Oakland hitter. thing to do. An Oakland thing to do is to throw a no hitter on a game that starts two hours late. And especially for Cincinnati Reds, like that means that they're <laughs> what two? That's two, two in the morning for them. Yeah, like that's like an two or three twenty inning yeah. game that they just played. They're just waiting for the lights to come on in a major league stadium. Like that's incredible. I don't know. Yeah. That just <laughs> the A's are funny team. Like they do this stuff, but that's still not a not not a knock against Mike Fires. Oh and no, what he did. No, um, amazing job uh, for the Oakland A's. That whole division's like. Angel at the bottom of it. Yeah, the A's are. <laughs> the A's it are sucks struggling. because like the A's is like this is one of the tougher divisions in made in the majors, and you don't think about it because they don't really have big name players. But they're those teams like the Oakland Athletics, the Seattle Mariners, Houston Astros. Obviously, they're freaking Houston Astros. They're oh, yeah. probably the best one they're, of the best rosters like up and down the entire thing. But like the Oakland Athletics and the Rangers the, and uh, the, the Rangers. Rangers. <laughs> we do. Oh, which Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo. Joey freaking Gallo yeah. hit his hundredth home run <laughs> before his hundredth single. Like, did you see the sack fly thing? He had, like his first sack fly or something. Like, what? <laughs> the dude just hits home runs. He hits dingers. Yeah, that division's fun. Yeah, the Astros are stacked, and they probably will be for a while. You got Bregman, yeah, Altuve, all those guys. But you know the. The A's are always there. The Mariners kind of came out of nowhere. They traded away. They kind of tanked, and then they just became good so yeah um, the mariners are like so streaky like they can get hot any second like last year you saw after all-star break so and the air the angels are yeah the angels down at the bottom yeah but the a's are just that scrappy team that's like gonna ruin so much playoff chances mm-hmm. or something like throwing this no hitter out of nowhere and just doing stuff like that like they started they had a bullpen game in their wild card game last season they didn't even have a starter throwing. That's, some, a, that's some Cal State Fullerton shit right there. <laughs> open, they just had an opener. Like, there's like, oh, we'll throw our closer out there because uh, we need a zero spot in the first. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's, they're, I don't know. And then they have a guy that throws a no hitter after they don't start. So, I don't know. It's just weird. The A's are a weird team. Yeah. Oakland's a weird city. Yeah. Have you been there? <laughs> no, but <laughs> I don't. There's a reason why I haven't gone there. I go there for A's games, you know, when I'm home, but that's cool. Oh, yeah, that's right. Kyle's from Oakland, Oaktown. No, I'm not from Oakland. Oh, where are you from? SF? Modesto. It's like it's like an hour from Oakland. 
That sounds like some farmer ranch <laughs> shit. Is that it? No. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. I don't know why I said no. And then, like, yeah, like, oh. <laughs> he said no. He got. He said he, he got. He came back real quick. He said, "Hell, oh, wait, I thought, I've up, been yes. in SoCal too long. I've just been thinking about all the traffic here. That, and then I got to go back to the farmland. Yeah. No, there's a lot of people there though. Yeah. It's not what you think. I haven't been up north in a minute. I gotta go. And I also got to check out some of the football games. I'm going to go to Levi's Stadium. I haven't been there, especially with the way the 49ers are going to look this season, which we'll talk about in the next podcast. We'll give our little NFL predictions. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much going to wrap it up for today. Once again, big happy birthday to Brandy Flores. Happy birthday, Brandy. Go, give her, go show her some love on our social media. Her link's in the Nosebleeds bios. So make sure you actually do follow us on the nosebleeds on Instagram. We are just the nosebleeds. That's K N O W S bleeds. And then on Twitter, we are the underscore nosebleeds. You can catch us on Spotify and you can catch us on Apple Podcasts. Make sure to leave a like, a rating, and if you could write a review, that'd be freaking awesome. And thank you guys for listening as always and support. Big shout out to Mr. Kyle Fulbright for coming in today. And after after his dodgeball tournament that took what like two, two and a half hours, hours? hey we two got half hours the t-shirt that's is all that matters i know they got it they got a nice little t-shirt saying champion so that was kind of cool um coach tried to get one for being our coach but that didn't really work man, out coach of the year over here man had his tie and nice little collared shirt and, booted and no love for the coach hey it doesn't matter we got the win i got the dub so but yeah big shout out to kyle for coming on air thank you for coming on kyle thanks for having me of course dude it's been fun and that's gonna do it for today's podcast and we are out deuces deuces